All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Let's Get It. Chase Martos joined by my co-host Justin Helms, who had a much better weekend than I did. A very happy weekend. Probably the worst sports weekend of my life. I've, I've been humbled. I hate being humbled. <laughs> Coming up on Let's Get It, the Braves... I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can tell you look so mad. I, I can't. <laughs> he said the Braves. <laughs> I'll tell you the one thing I learned this weekend. And I, I've kind of had this feeling for about two years. And I'll get into more of it when we talk Georgia-Bama. Offense wins championships now. Offense wins championships. A, a whatever you want to call it. A, offense wins championships in defense does just enough enough exactly exactly. they bend but they don't break they they're gonna give up their points but if you have this high-powered offense that wins you the championship well we'll get into more of that and then lastly the bucks my only my only i'm wearing my bucks shirt right now because they're the only Mm. team that hasn't ripped my heart right out from my chest so I'm not putting on anything Falcons until they 30. show me something for real. Yep, we're going to talk Bucks Falcons a little <laughs> bit at the end. But um before we do that, we just want to remind you guys that you can follow us on uh YouTube. You can go subscribe to our channel, you can like, you can comment. Yep. You yeah. can dislike, but we would prefer you not do that. Don't do that. That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> um we're not friends anymore. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can go look for us. When you type in Let's Get It, I think we're the second thing that pops up. Yep. And for the YouTube, we encourage you, um, once you finally find our page, because there's about 45 Let's Get It, mm-hmm. subscribe immediately. Yeah, because then it'll be at the top. Exactly. You, you don't have to search through a million things to go back to it. Also find us on Spotify and Anchor. But now let's dive into everything that's happened that has negatively impacted my life. Um, where do I start? We start with Braves, right? Yeah, we're starting with Braves, but I don't. So I said, I said in game, I said going into game four Thursday night. Braves may not win this game. I don't know what Bryce Wilson is going to do. Clayton Kershaw has dominated the Braves, especially in the playoffs. He hasn't dominated anybody else. But he has dominated the Braves in the playoffs. Braves come out. Dave Roberts lets Clayton Kershaw stay in a little bit too long. Bryce Wilson just dominates. I mean, he looks fantastic through six innings. Gives up one run, I believe. Um, Ozuna hit a solo home run. It was one-to-one in the bottom of the six. And then Braves just piled it on him and... They go up three to one in the series, and let me just let me say this: the Braves won three games. Okay, they won the first three games. You're gonna you can sit here and say, "Oh, it was Dave Roberts' poor decision making for leaving guys in too long." Maybe game three or game four left Kershaw in a bit too long. Didn't manage the bullpen well. The thing is, the Braves got up three to one, and when you get up three to one, you have to close it out. Regardless, yeah, exactly. Regardless, Regardless of how you won those games, you won those games, and you're doing something right. 
that you gotta continue to do. You gotta you gotta find a you can't exactly when you're up three one you gotta find a way to pull that out. That's like we just watched them say on here. That's it's fairly rare that three I to one stat happens. So and it's just the most Atlanta stat. You'll find it very coincidental. Oh, Braves right. were up three to one. The teams that are up three to one are twenty eight and three. That's hilarious. That is so I don't know funny. if that was real, but I saw it on Twitter, <laughs> and that's it just wouldn't shock me if it, it was real. It, dude, that's the most Atlanta thing, man. It like, is. And then and, and people, and I found this tweet. I didn't read any comments, tweeted, so I don't know if it's totally true, but uh, it wouldn't shock me. It, it really wouldn't. And I saw this, This um, it's Wes Blankenship, I think. He's yes. an Atlanta sports guy. He tweeted, he was, he was like, if you don't think the Atlanta sports um, curse is real, or if you come to me trying to tell me that we always have next year, or, or we can do this and that, then either one, you're not from Atlanta, or two, you're you're not you're not invested enough to see how this how how this is really broken down over the last like five six years. Like going back to the Braves won one World Series and five appearances in the nineties. I mean, won fourteen straight division titles. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Like it's just ridiculous. You dude. can say you can go. You can say yeah. Oh, but they went to five World Series in a decade. That's fantastic. Joke. Joke. Okay, ninety two. The Blue Jays were just better. Yankees. They kind of choked. Ninety nine. Yankee. That Yankees team was absolutely dominant. But what bothers me is everybody. All these Atlanta sports experts <laughs> like the, quote unquote are you oh he, you're gonna tell him like for all those Atlanta sports fans saying oh Atlanta sports at its finest like this team lost its five starting like five starting pitchers this year and went in with two starters that weren't even expecting to pitch they lost their ace Mike Soroka like you sh- you should you should be proud of this team. And you know what? I am proud of this team. I'm proud that they made it to their first NLCS in 19 years. But I I had that same. Turn that off. That scared me. <laughs> I told you, dude. ESPN has the thing where they literally just randomly pop an ad oh, on I know. you, and, it, I know. and it's loud every time. It scares me every time. But I mean. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, we we had the Dodgers right where we wanted mm-hmm. them. Game four, they go with Dustin May, and game game five rather, they go with Dustin May, who had just pitched. I want to say he pitched in game one, but we knock him out after two innings. The bullpen has been fairly rested. I mean, Ian or Bryce Wilson went six innings um, in game four. I mean, game three, they'd re- yes, they got their asses handed to them in game three, but you know, I mean, they didn't they didn't use their like worst arms. I mean, they did use their worst arms, so it it really didn't make a huge impact. But like we just Dustin May through two innings had fifty five pitches. They're going to their bullpen in game five. I mean that thing should that that bullpen should be just 
That's where you start getting hits. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, like, and and that's what and that's exactly what I was looking at just now. Three hits the whole game. That was last night. Three I mean, hits. <laughs> Three. One was a solo and, and, home run. And that's like really. And here's here's the thing: is that the Dodgers walked six batters. Like it. it I'm gonna break down pretty much every single. <laughs> okay, game four or game five, Braves go up two to nothing. And they're ahead two to one. I think this was the sixth inning. Will Smith comes in. Been fantastic all, all year long. I think he overthrew his slider. And it wasn't thro- I it, it wasn't working. It wasn't working in game four. It wasn't working in game five. He just didn't have it. But he gets to two outs. And Will Smith, the other Will Smith. Hits a three-run homer on a fastball low inside corner. And I'm like, oh, great. Four to two now. I, I'm shocked when the Braves score in the postseason. I, I really am. Every single time. Because the bats always go cold. Acuna was horrible. Darno was horrible in the playoffs. 167 and 174 from your first hitter and your fourth hitter. It's just, it's unacceptable. So game, okay, game five they don't win. Okay, I, I, I'm starting to feel a little bit of uneasiness because in game six Walker Buehler is pitching for the Dodgers, and that's who I wanted them to avoid. And he comes in, and first inning, eight pitches, Braves are done. Dodgers come in facing Max Fried, our ace, get three runs immediately, and immediately we're in a hole. Second inning, and this is this is where this is where it just the downfall started for the Braves. Second inning, three straight singles from it was Darno from Ozzy Albies and Dansby Swanson. All three singles. Bases loaded, no outs. Austin Riley Swings and misses at three straight fastballs. I mean, he wasn't even close on those three fastballs. Nick Markakis, what's new, watches at least two fastballs that are right in the zone. And then Christian Pache. I mean, you couldn't have really asked for more from Christian Pache. I mean, he got four at-bats all all season long. Makes the postseason roster. Adam Duvall pulls it... Messes up his oblique, and he can't play anymore. All of a sudden, Pache is thrown into this fire. I think that Pache had a good series, but he can't get the job done there. I mean, there are so many stranded runners. I mean, they didn't even—they didn't deserve Game Six. Max Fried, after the first inning, was phenomenal. Goes five and two thirds. The Dodgers don't score again after the first inning. The Braves finally get something going in the eighth inning. And Acuna gets the RBI double after Nick Marcakis gets a single. Tying run comes to the plate. Freddie strikes out. Game se- I, I knew after we lost game six that game seven's not looking good. Mm-hmm. They have Dustin May going again for game seven. Game seven frustrated me more than any 
any of the games. Dustin May walks the first two batters on eight pitches. Marcelo Zuna, base hit, scores Acuna. one nothing. Travis Starn. I mean, this is the opportunity for a big inning. These are the opportunities that you have to cash in on. Travis Darno, double play, two outs, runner on third base. Then I want to say Ozzy either struck out or grounded out. Inning over. I said, you, ha- you have to score more than one in that inning. You were gifted. You were gifted two walks in that inning on eight pitches. And you did nothing with it. Second inning, Dansby crushes a home run to left field. It's two to nothing. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like, okay, like Dansby's had a good series. Dans, and then it's just the same. What got me was the fourth inning. Okay, fourth inning after the Dodgers tied up two to two. We have a runner on second and third, no outs because of two walks. Or two walks, then Austin Riley got a single. Riley's on first, Dansby's on second. Wild pitch, they go to second and third. There's no outs. Nick Marcakis hits a weak ground ball to third base. Dansby, I don't know what Dansby is doing. Oh, yeah, this what, is this what everyone was talking about? Yes. I saw everyone said something like, with the base running, they yes. completely messed up, and I didn't understand what they were talking what about. What are you doing going on the crack of the bat with no outs and a ball hit the third base? I mean, He took off too early? He took off. Why, why are you taking off? I mean, you need to be going back to the bag. And, you know, take, take the out. The Dodgers, the Dodgers are playing back. They're not even playing to throw the ball home. Or at least the corner, at least the at least the middle infield wasn't. You could have at least gotten one run out of that because the Dodgers were so confident in their offense that they're playing back. They're not. They're conceiving that run for the out. But Dansby, Dansby, of course, gets caught in the pickle. He's thrown out, and that's not even the worst of that play. The worst of that play is Austin Riley running to third base right after Ansby, Dansby gets tagged out. And then Austin Riley is thrown out at third base. You make two base running mistakes in one inning on the same play. And there's two outs, a runner on first instead of runner on second and third and one out. You have to take advantage of your opportunities, and the Braves didn't do it. And then... Dodgers get a home run in the sixth inning from Kike Hernandez. A.J. Minter, I, th- I think he was gassed. I don't know. I mean, when you ask a reliever to throw more than one or two innings, it's, it's, off, their, it's off their rhythm. They just, it's hard to recover from that. Mm-hmm. A.J. Minter throws three innings on Friday night. It was fantastic Friday night, unhittable. Seven strikeouts in the nine batters he faced. That's... That's fantastic. But you're going to... But you put him in. He gives up the home run. I think he recovers well. But Chris Martin comes in and saves that. And here's here's just... Here's just what made so much sense to me. Like, the la- next inning, Chris Martin comes in. 
Looks fantastic. Strikes out the first two batters on just amazing pitches. Perfectly placed. Cody Bellinger comes up. Cody Bellinger hasn't had a great series. Finished it hitting 200. Didn't have a great season. Probably the worst of his career for sure. You get him to two strikes. And here's where the Dodgers frustrate or just frustrated Braves pitchers the entire series is that they were so disciplined at the plate, they didn't swing at balls. They made the pitcher work. And he fouled off some tough pitches, and Travis Darnot called the same pitch like five in a row. And then on that fifth one, Cody Bellinger crushes it to right field. It's four to three. And with the Braves not being able to cash in, I mean, you just felt like it was over after that. To me, that's that's what it came down to is pitching. Just even on that Cody Bellinger play, like you said, Darno called the same thing five times in a row. I'm I'm sitting here watching as a fan who who doesn't know a ton about baseball, and I'm just watching him just straight down the middle like three four times. I'm like, okay, exactly. like like eventually, so a guy's gonna catch on. He's gonna the Dodgers lineup, <laughs> and then lo and behold, straight up the middle home run, like boom. Yes, so. What frustrates me, the Braves, the Braves went after the. I like the aggressiveness. I, I like that they are aggressive. I love seeing Ronald Acuna hit first pitch bombs. But I want to see pitchers being taken out of the game early. I want to see starters being taken out of the game early. I want to see them forcing starters to throw twenty five pitches in the first inning. I don't want to see them get out after eight innings. And then in the eighth inning, it was such a quick inning. I mean, it, what it felt like this whole series was every Braves inning lasted like two minutes or 30 seconds, and every single Dodgers inning lasted 45 minutes. It's, liter- it's how it felt. It's because the Dodgers made the Braves throw them, throw them strikes and something that they could hit and the Braves were not patient at the plate. They had horrible approaches at the plate. And it showed. Don't sit here and tell me, oh, the Dodgers were just a better team. It wasn't meant to be. Like the, Of course they deserved the series. They cashed in on their opportunities. But don't sit here and tell me that, oh, they're just a better team. This team was so spe. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why I feel like the biggest, just, sucker. <laughs> like, because like you fell for the you drank the Kool Aid that the Braves were mix, mixing up, and not just the Braves mixing up. <laughs> Ironic. Mixing up, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you look so hurt, and I feel bad for you because, like, if I were more invested in baseball, I feel like I would feel the same way. But watching you, I'm like, dang, like... This is my team. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I felt the same way last night that I did after second and 26. National championship. Let me tell you you something. That national championship made me sick to my stomach. I was sick to my stomach last night, just like I was for that national championship. And I literally... For the national championship, for a couple weeks afterwards, 
that night specifically too. I had a dream for that national championship that there was like a holding call on the pass to Devonte Smith, <laughs> and that the Braves got another, or that the that the dogs got another chance. That is funny. And then I woke up, and it was literally like I just. It was like I was about to, you know. Lose your cookies. Yes. I got that same feel. Let me tell you what happened. So I, I, I think I'm half asleep this morning, right before my alarm goes off. I don't know if this was me screaming it out loud. Or if this was me in my dream last night. <laughs> you don't even know. But, Chase but, is falling apart yes. mentally. Yes. <laughs> But, um, what happened? So I'm dreaming that I just watched, because when Riley flew out to center field, as soon as he hit the ball, I saw his reaction, and I just knew off the bat that he had popped up to center field. I turned it off before Bellinger even caught the ball, because I just couldn't watch oh, the yeah, Dodgers. Last, the last I hit. couldn't watch the Dodgers celebrate the World Series. I couldn't watch, I couldn't listen to John Smoltz just cut down the Braves every single chance he got. I couldn't listen to Fox Sports hype up the Dodgers like nobody else. So I turned it off. I had a dream that Bellinger dropped that fly ball. Or in my I didn't I don't actually watch it. I didn't actually watch that part. Did John Smoltz play for the Braves? He did. But here's the thing. What just lost my train of thought the Braves won it in my dream <laughs> I don't know if I was half asleep and I shouted it out loud or if it was in my dream but I shouted we did it <laughs> I woke up I <laughs> screamed we life. did it and, he realized and then had as, soon, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I woke up I was like, oh, I didn't, we didn't do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I got that same sick feeling that I did from second and 26. And I, like I said, what it came down to, what from what a from a guy who, like I told you, who doesn't watch baseball a lot, just watching it, the, the obvious that stuck out to me is our pitchers weren't as good as theirs. And like you said, we swing at everything. Exactly. <laughs> like we swing at literally everything. It won't be cl- there was I, I told you except for game, Nick Marcakis, he doesn't swing at anything. He just lets the ball go right down the middle. <laughs> there was there was like I can't remember if it was I want to say it was Riley. I really do want to say it was Riley. It, it wouldn't was, shock uh, me if was it that was bad. Riley. And it was like a ball that was at least like No, this half was Dansby. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think it was Dansby. And he swung at it and I was like, "What?" It was a slider <laughs> that was high. And Dansby swung at it. I, it might have been Dansby, actually. It was. It yeah, was. And I, and I was, it and was, I was like I was the like, fifth inning. And, and, that, and to me, that just like summed it up. I was like, dang. Like, if, if that's really what you're swinging at right now, like, this this series is over. This, Braves, game, this game and series is over. So The Braves very well could have won this game. They have, they have the talent to close out one game. Whether you say Dave Roberts won... Dodgers manager Dave Roberts won the Braves those first two games or not for leaving pitchers in too long or 
I don't know, not managing the bullpen right or going to the bench too early. The, the Braves lost this series because they couldn't close it out. Point blank period. Exactly. <laughs> Simple. Don't sit here and try and... Outsmart yourself. Outsmart yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't Dodgers sit here and try Braves and say, oh, the Dodgers are so much better. Exactly. The Dodgers have so much more talent. They... The Dodgers just were smarter. They were more patient. They had more discipline. They made plays. They took advantage of opportunities. Mm -hmm. The Braves didn't take advantage of opportunities. I don't want to hear about maybe next year. I don't want to hear about, oh, I'm just so proud of this team. I'm so proud of everything they accomplished no and, and that's one don't, thing I don't 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 do this right now I, this team should be this was the toughest test that the Braves had was the Dodgers and they were up three to one and needed had three chances to close had three chances they had the bullpen that was talented enough to do it they had the starters that were pitching out of their mind but you couldn't ask Ian Anderson to go out and throw a shutout last night. He didn't have good stuff at all last night, but you can't ask him to throw a shutout every single time he pitches. You can't ask Max Fried to go out and throw a shutout every time he pitches. You can't ask Bryce Wilson to go out and do exactly what he did in Game 4. Like, you, at some point, the best players have to step up. Freddie was three, hitting 360 in the series. He had a great series. Marcelo Zuna had a good series with timely hits. Travis Darno was awful. Ronald Acuna was awful. Nick Markakis, don't let that 250 batting average fool you. He was awful. Austin Riley. Austin had a few tough breaks, but overall at hitting, he didn't make adjustments. And he paid and the team paid for it. Braves pitch. The Braves did not have a single clean inning for pitching last night. The pitchers did not have a single clean inning. I was just waiting for the. I was just waiting for the Dodgers to take advantage of that. The Dodgers are not are a team. Literally, one swing of the bat. Every one through nine, that lineup can all hit the ball over four hundred feet. They can all hit a home run at any time. I can't say that same thing about the Braves lineup. The Dodgers may be a better team than the Braves. But when you're ahead three to one, you gotta close it you gotta close it out. And, and that was the last thing I wanted to ask you before um we go on to uh the other horrible thing Georgia. that happened over the weekend. <laughs> Georgia Pama is that um the other huge embarrassing what, failure. What? I know you don't want to hear this, but to me it really does look like the Braves are a few pieces off. A pitcher um, learning how to be better in hitting, just getting, getting the guys back. The team was a, so, one of the best hitting teams in baseball all year long. It's about timely hitting. This team, I think that this team needs one more starter. Mike Soroka will be back hopefully June, July of next year. I mean, starting rotation looks like it's going to be fantastic. I mean, you're going to have 
hopefully Mike Soroka at some point next mm-hmm. year. Um, Max Freed was a Cy Young candidate for most of this year. I don't think he's going to win it. It's going to be Trevor Bauer, who I hope the Braves pick up in free agency. That's what I was about to say. What What are the moves that you want the Braves to make? What What are, What do you think they need to make in order to well, get back and get better than this? Because I know a lot of people, Zuna's on a one-year contract. A lot of people think they need Trevor Bauer's pitcher. People are talking about Soroka a lot. So I, I just want to know what you Let think. me give you a couple. Number one, re-sign Ozuna. That's the most important thing. Number two, sign Trevor Bauer or at least somebody like James Paxton from the Yankees, that we need an experienced um, veteran in the starting rotation. Max Fried has had a great year, but we need a veteran. Mike Soroka is going to be back. Ian Anderson is going to be – Ian Anderson could be somebody's number two or number one starter right now, and he's going to be the Braves' number four starter if they sign Trevor Bauer. And the number the fifth starter is probably going to be either Bryce Wilson or Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright was for sure a shoe in until the NLCS when he gave up seven runs and didn't even finish the first inning. And with Bryce Wilson, how he did. Um, bullpen wise, Melanson's contract is up. Shane Green, I think, is his contract is up. Um, I think Chris Martin will be back. Will Smith will be back. Get rid of dead money. Get rid of guys like Grant Dayton and Luke Jackson. Um, I would say um, re-sign Shane Green. Re- if Mark Melanson will take a pay cut, because he's due to make four- he made $14 million this year. If he will take a pay cut, I'd say half of what he made, then you re-sign Mark Melanson. But if not... Find yourself a closer, whether it's from within your team or going out and finding somebody. And then lastly, I would say add some depth to the bench. Because Pablo Sandoval is way past his prime. I don't want him coming into pinch hit. Camargo had Camargo had a pretty good series, especially since he was brought up so late and unexpected. And then was sort of thrown into the starting lineup the next day. If they re-sign Nick Markakis, Alex Anthopoulos should be fired right away. GM, re- regardless of the moves that he has made this offseason, two years ago, he's been a fantastic general manager for the Braves. But I've wanted Nick Markakis gone for two years. And they keep him on one-year deals. And you know Snit's going to put evidence... Snit's going to put him in the lineup if he has that chance. So, if they re-sign Nick Markakis, and, and here's what bothers me, is that they keep Nick Markakis around because, oh, he's such a great locker room piece. <laughs> what does that mean? Let me say that Marcelo Zuna was fantastic in the locker room because he related to the guys like Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Johan Camargo, those young guys that you know are not from here yeah from from yeah from foreign (laughs) foreign countries yeah Yeah, for lack of a better term they're not Mm -hmm. from here exactly then you have freddie freeman who's the heart and soul of the atlanta braves um he's a vocal leader he leads by he he leads exactly he's a combination 
Nick Barkakis just sits there in silence. <laughs> How is that a locker room piece? Like, he's old. He can't catch up to a fastball. If he is resigned, that has changed my narrative on Alex Anthopoulos. And that's probably <laughs> me just still being pissed about last night. Yeah. But to answer your question, find one or two more bullpen pieces and add to the bench. Those four things. Resign Ozuna. Um, find a veteran starter in the rotation. Um, add to the or add depth to the bench. And sign a cup, sign a bullpen arm or two. And I know you don't want to hear this, but I think the Braves will be. Braves are gonna back to an extent. Well, they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna win the they're division. Gonna get, yeah. They're gonna win the division next mm-hmm. year. That's what I'm saying. They'll, they'll, this team should be so good next year. Acuna is another year contenders. older. Freeman is coming off of probably gonna win MVP this year. If they can re-sign Ozuna, I mean he is such a perfect piece behind Freddie. You know Dansby. I feel like Dansby had a breakout year this year. Ozzy, I mean, you can't say enough. Uh, I love Ozzy Albies. Austin Riley. I mean, I. If you want to add a veteran third baseman, I think they should give Austin Riley a little bit more time. I mean, he can he can tattoo a ball at any point. And I saw some improvements this year, so. I'd say keep Austin Riley around. Keep keep Christian Pache in center field. Maybe add an outfielder. That's another thing. Add an, add one more outfield piece because I want to keep Ozuna at DH because I hate watching him in the outfield because it's brutal. <laughs> I want to move move on to yes, George Alabama. Talk, We've been doing this the other horrible thing. Thirty five minutes. You said you had a story. I want to let you tell your story. Or, or did you have a story about this or was it about Braves? That was. My story was... Oh, was you waking up in your dream? Okay, so yeah. I did um, wake up depressed Sunday morning, though, if you're wondering. If, if you if you didn't hear the news, Saban did it again. 22-0 and against his former, his former assistants. Here's uh, the thing, though. 41-24. Uh, second half shutout. Georgia looked good in the first half. They looked like the team that was going to pull it out, honestly, to me, after that first half. Especially the ending of the first half. How that first half ended, I was now, livid. I could really not because it, believe for it. For <laughs> me, I was mad how it ended. It's funny because we're both Mac angry. Mac Jones, <laughs> the way that he just... First of all... I'm, I'm not going to be that fan. I'm not going to be that fan that blames the refs. Y'all were, y'all were right there at the goal line. Fourth down. Christian Barmore, Jr., Junior, senior on our team, been there forever. Jumps twice. How do you jump <laughs> twice? How do you jump twice? They didn't call it the first time. He got lucky, and then he did it again. Literally five seconds later, I'm like, I oh my god, that's the ending of that first half. Literally made me, oh that that I, that's why that's when I was tweeting like we have no eye discipline. And then Stetson Bennett misses three wide open passes to in to people in the end zone. That have ran directly by linebackers and DBs who are supposed to be covering him. That's why at the end of that first half, Miss I was like, Darnell "Dude, Washington. we have no discipline." How do you overthrow Darnell Washington? He's six foot <laughs> he's, seven, he's like two sixty. Yeah, exactly. He's How huge. do you overthrow Darnell Washington, who's wide open? Then he misses Jermaine Burton. 
here's the thing. I said that first play from scrimmage, when Mac Jones got sacked, and look how made the, the interception. Yeah. Yes. That to me was like okay, I, I was right. You texted me. I'm not having fun anymore. I laughed. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, I'm not having I fun. Was like, I never. And and I I, was I, like, I almost he's never seen. I said I've never seen a, or Bama has not seen a defense like Georgia's. They Mac Jones is a pocket quarterback. Like this is what Georgia feasts on, and Aziz Ojolari just blows right by Alex Leatherwood, and I mean. Obliterates yeah, bank it. Like he he ran straight clean. Gary Danielson him. wanted so badly for that to not be an interception, but it was. That's an opinion. I still don't. I think that catch was less debatable than the one that Devonte Smith had. The one that Devonte Smith had, like it was like on the ground, and he oh, had caught that. I didn't debate. I thought that was a catch. Yeah, I thought. To me, to me, I don't know. LeCount's ball, it moved more to me. And and that's and, but the only thing I the only reason I didn't want to argue that is because it was it was called on the field an interception. It, you have to have we all know clear and obvious are the words that they use all the time. Clear and obvious to be able to overturn it. So I knew that it wasn't gonna get overturned. And what have you and I been saying about Stetson Bennett? We have been saying we would want to see him when he's performing under pressure. When it's when it when the game is put on him. In this and this is why I don't want to hear Georgia fans' excuses about Stetson. They knew who Stetson was coming into this game. We saw he make some good throws against Tennessee and some good throws against Auburn and stuff like that. But then you see where, like, like we showed, three wide, two wide open receivers in the end zone missed him twice, and then even... finally gets him, finally gets a touchdown on their third try. It, and it, we saw other plays, the second half interception where he literally looks like I don't, I'm not sure who in the world he was throwing it to, honestly. I have no idea. I think he panicked and just chucked it up, and 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 that's what and, let, and let we me, had let came me, into let the game and established that Stetson wasn't what, it. You have to score whether it's just a field goal or whether it's a touchdown. You have to score after that interception, because I mean, well, you saw. I mean, Bama, after the first interception of the game, yes, yeah, and. Then it, it flips well, right back. And that that off. tip pass, that tip pass <laughs> yeah. was so frustrating because Trey McKitty was wide open in the flats and could have gotten at least ten to fifteen yards after the catch. Stetson doesn't see him because our offensive line is the shortest guy is like six four. Yeah, Stetson's Stetson, like five ten. I'm five eleven. <laughs> I'm five eight. He's probably he's probably five <laughs> ten. Yeah. I mean, he can't see over that line. Mm-hmm. And so he's just standing in the pocket, throws it over the middle. Of course, it gets batted down like the first of 10 to 15 passes that just got batted in the air. And intercepted. What are the odds? He had him, and he missed wide open guys Mm -hmm. 10 times, at least 10 times. And look... Stetson was. I don't think that Todd Monken called a bad game for on 40. Saturday. After the game, I know. After the game, I said, "This is on Todd Monken," and of course, that was just me being pissed off. It takes me a day to recover to 
I think I won't. I won't say that it's not fully on Todd Monken. I say not, part of it. Part of I'll it say, is. I'll say part of it was you on. Can't, I'll say parts on Todd Monken. I'll say parts on Stetson Bennett. Me, I'll say part and and to give Alabama credit, I say the last part. Alabama's I, second half adjustments. See, I put it on Alabama executed and Georgia didn't. Mm-hmm. Alabama executed every big play. Georgia didn't. Mac Jones looked like a Heisman front runner Saturday. I, he was unbelievable. And I and and. I remember last year when he came into that Auburn game and he had had like two picks, but he had also thrown four touchdowns. It was like the game right after um, the first game we had after two again got hurt. The first full game that Mac had started and those two interceptions. And, and, and this is what made me feel good about him going into the season. Even though I did say that I thought it would be somewhat of a QB competition between him and Bryce young due to the fact that people don't want to see a statue quarterback again, but and he really he, wasn't a statue. Exactly, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing. People people don't watch enough to realize that he's not. He doesn't stand in a pocket all the time. If people come at him, he's gonna move. But last year, I remember going back to last year. He threw those two interceptions, and he comes off on the sideline, and he looks like okay, like like that was me. That was my fault. We ended up losing that game, but even though we ended up losing that game. Mac Jones had shown me so much good on the other side besides those two interceptions, and he seemed so level-headed that it made me feel better about when Tua's gone, we're not just dropping off a cliff. Yeah, I'd like to finish my point still here. Todd Monken, I'm, I'm going to say this. You can't ask Stetson Bennett to throw 40 times a game. Mm-mm. You can't <laughs> no. You can't ask for no, him. No, 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 no. I, I have been on the bandwagon of, yes, Georgia is RBU. But you know we need we need to be able to pass the we need to be able to pass consistently. Mm-hmm. We of course didn't get that from Fromm. Look at this, okay? Zamir White ten carries fifty seven yards. Five point. Kendall 7. Milton six carries forty four yards. Seven point three average per carry. Kenny Mack. This is what disappointed me most. Kenny Mac. This should have been a game for Kenny McIntosh because I feel like he would have been. Dude, this great. should have been a game for Kenny McIntosh, James, James Cook, Cook, and then Jermaine Burton. He totally. Jermaine Burton should have had a touchdown. Should have had like two or three other catches that Stetson just missed. He had four catches, fifty-eight yards. I mean, it. The interception wasn't a terrible throw. The second one wasn't a terrible throw. Mm-mm. I think it was but here's a good play. here's the yeah. thing, that first touchdown that Zamir White scored from ten yards out that was so easy, it was it was easy to run that. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're down, and Georgia got away from that in the second half. Georgia was balanced in the first half. They were they were running. Stetson was exactly Stetson. Was the, the throw to James Cook was a beautiful throw. It was a mismatch, yes, but it was a beautiful throw. And and, and when you when you put somebody. They did the same thing with Dwan Mathis. When you put somebody in a situation where you're not going to let him, you know, run the ball and get him established, get him comfortable, it puts them in a horrible situation. And yes, Alabama was down by, or Alabama took the lead on, which to me was the most frustrating play of the night because Nolan Smith was half a second away. He was a little bit late on that blitz. On the on the ninety-one to, to, yard touchdown, to yeah. yeah. And Tyson and, Campbell felt and, and let me let me. When you're down by three, you in the third quarter, you can still play your game. 
can still run the dang like like Sandra Bullock run the dang bow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, the blind side, the blind yes. Side, yeah. <laughs> it, like it, it, and like I said, it, it didn't go like Alabama wasn't even like it wasn't un- like the, yes we were shut out in the second half. Credit to Alabama mm-hmm. for that, but it wasn't all on Alabama. No, no. that and, was lack of execution. That was. I I give I I I see both sides. I told you I'm a fan who's gonna keep it realistic. That first half Bama defense was atrocious. I I wanted like I there I thought there was no I mean, way we they were... came out in the second half and stopped the run. I I literally told my dad. I told my dad I was I was like this is where Zamir White goes off because this is this is, to me this is this is where like I had said something like I think I didn't say Zamir White think... but I said I said this is where they start running the ball because they came out and going into the half and we couldn't stop a run for our lives alabama was letting everything straight through four and five yards a carry like like easy like we easy. just read it off we just read it off yes the georgia had a running back at 5.7 7.3 and 6.7 yards per carry that's not normal that's not normal that's half of that that's half of the yards you need to keep getting more downs so so we, i again i thought a, that at that point it was over but i will say i didn't I think, think I think it contributed, like I said, I think there was two things that contributed to Georgia getting away from the run. Bama's second half adjustments, and and this was something that made me feel good going into the second half. Saban saw the same things that, I mean, not that I'm not calling myself an expert, but Saban saw the same things that I did. He came in in that second half interview. He literally said almost word for word exactly what I said the problem was. They had a, they had a few plays that they drawn up for James Cook that people weren't that we weren't ready for. We didn't they I even though it was a bad matchup of the 80 yard play Christian Harris to James Cook, I don't think that Saban knew it was a bad matchup till it happened. I think he trusted Christian Harris to to be able to handle someone that's like James a, Cook in the a, past. Not a good guy to trust. I think he trusts him because Christian Harris is a fast guy. Not because he's great in coverage, but he's Still fast enough to carry to, to keep up with. Uh, uh, hey, we <laughs> can, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, but I just and then he said he said there was a few plays by number four that we weren't ready for, and then he said we haven't executed and we're we're we look. He he said there's a few things that we just execution problems basically, and that's what it came down to me. There was in that first half. Alabama's eye discipline was disgusting. They got caught staring. Will Anderson got caught looking inside at, at uh, Stetson Bennett on a few passes, on a pass where he was supposed to be covering um, a one. I can't even remember. It was a pass towards the sideline, and they were. Pickens. It was, it might, I think it was Pickens. It was, yeah, I think it was, it was Pickens. It was like it was Stetson Bennett had ran up, squirted out to the right, and then Will Anderson was supposed to be covering. Into, it was Pickens. And, and yeah. Will Anderson is too busy staring at Stetson Bennett. Dylan Moses, two plays, staring at Stetson Bennett, letting guys run right by him. Christian Harris got caught looking back at Stetson Bennett, was beat by James Cook, and then stopped and jumped five yards away from the ball. Really not close. I didn't understand that at all. They came out in the second half. And they were more disciplined. They were no longer looking at Stetson Bennett. You don't have to stare at Stetson Bennett. We 18 for 40. 18 for 40. If we're being honest, he's the least dangerous guy on, on Georgia's offense. The dangerous guys are the ones you're letting run right past you while you're staring at 5'10 Stetson Bennett running for his life right now. So and and I think that's something that they came they came out in the second half and they cleaned up. And and 
I just want to say this <laughs> to 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 crap on you a little bit, man. I deserve it. Whenever I deserve you, it. whenever this is the thing that the two things that blew me the most. Okay, I'd like I realized... to be able to finish my point before you do this, though. Oh, what'd you say? I, I, I'm sorry. I just. It's time for. It's time for the JT Daniels show. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> it's, it's a bye week. This is the perfect time. Kirby dropped the ball by not putting... Hindsight's twenty twenty. I know. Yeah. But Kirby dropped the ball with how he handled Justin Fields. First of all, by putting him in for one play to do a handoff. <laughs> Fake punt. I'm not even getting... <laughs> I'm not even going to get I into that. I don't... I don't <laughs> I'm not one of... Side note, that's not one of those things that I fault Kirby for. I like the aggressiveness. If he gets that, then he's a genius. I, I like the aggressiveness, but Justin on that play. Justin, Justin being in on that Justin, play made no sense to Justin, me. Justin, yeah. He should have called <laughs> It made out. it too obvious. He, let me get back to my point. We found we found what Stetson... Stetson may be able to go 9-1. and one, Maybe. With being Georgia's quarterback. But Georgia's when Georgia will be able to beat everybody on their schedule with the defense. I still think it's a top five defense. I'm not gonna change that. I just think that offenses win championships now. And and this is I've been humbled. This is this is the best defense in the in college or this is the best offense in college football. I've been humbled. Alabama is the best offense in college football. Teams like this are going to score their points regardless of how good your defense is. Okay? You need an offense that can keep... They scored 41 points. They were... Georgia's defense, I think, was gassed in the second half. They... I, yeah, I think... Two I think... interceptions, mm-hmm. unable to stay on the field. Exactly. Big play after big play. And I, th- I, I mean, think... it's... And they were they were gassed. Exactly. And, and I think... So 41 points to me... I'd say the first half was basically what we should have expected. About even, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I expected the whole game to look like. Exactly. And and the thing was, you know, like I, remember, I said, like I said, this Stetson, Stetson Bennett is not a guy who can throw 40 times a day a game, and you're going to win the game. 18 of 40 against a defense <laughs> that... I'm sorry. Yeah, is not it's, the best it's, that yeah, he's going to face. It's not a great defense. It's not. It's not an amazing defense. When you get though. into situations where you're going to be playing Clemson, Ohio State, clearly oh, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. I was about to say Clemson, you, Ohio State, especially especially or Clemson looks like a championship team. Especially right Clemson and <laughs> Alabama, in my opinion. Okay. Well, we'll all all three, all three. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to score points. You're gonna give. You're probably gonna give up, at the least twenty four points. You gotta be able to score touchdowns, not field goals, and not stall out with stupid penalties. Which I think that the offensive line for both teams had a very good game. I, I think that last or Saturday was the best that Alabama has looked, in a, in a long time on the offensive I, side. I, I would say that. On the oh, offensive yeah. line. On the offensive line, I would say in run blocking, yes. I told you, I, I tried to tell you before the game. I tried to tell you this before that pass blocking. I don't fear really much for Alabama's offensive line. We we they hold up in up pass the blitz block very well. Yeah, exactly. Pass block Georgia is not something that they have a problem with. 
and it's, they picked it up very well. Run blocking is is what they impressed me on. The, those those holes where you see Najee Harris getting five, six, sometimes more than ten yards at a time. Even though Najee does make a lot of plays himself, where he's bouncing out and, and waiting for blockers and 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 setting up his blockers nicely. I think that the offensive line showed a lot. But I want to. I, I I just I just want to finish my point on Stetson Bennett. It's been a fun three weeks. The mailman. <laughs> the mailman. <laughs> he was a walk-on. Then he went to JUCO. And then he went to came back. Was the fifth starter on the depth, fifth quarterback on the depth chart. Now he's the starter. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. Born and it raised was, Georgia exactly. Fan. <laughs> they love how all many? These how stories. many? How many of those have we heard? Born <laughs> and raised a Georgia fan. <laughs> of course he was born. <laughs> You can't, you can't, JT Daniels is like 6'5", okay? He can see over that Georgia offensive line. He can see the field. He can see a wide open Trey McKitty in the flats. I think that's part of it. Stetson can't, Stetson's so small. Stetson throws, I think, I think part of the reason is that Stetson doesn't make his own decisions when he's back there either. Stetson throws to who they throw, this is tell who him I, to throw this it is to, who, I feel like. This is the quarterback that led Juco League in his one year and interceptions and it showed i mean it showed that you you i love that he's able to take off and run if he needs to get eight or nine yards but in a todd monken offense you need a guy with a strong arm who can see the whole field who's tall enough i mean hell you can't be 510 and look at that look over that giant offensive line uh-huh. i mean that's why i mean he was given tons of time to throw a, a lot of times yeah and i'm and, 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 and you know like i said kirby cannot drop the ball a second time he needs to use this bye week to make that change and whether I've, you give I've, Juan Mathis a second chance or stick with JT or go with JT Daniels, you didn't bring JT Daniels to have him sit on the bench. You didn't fight for that eligibility for JT Daniels this year to sit him on the bench mm-hmm. to a former walk-on who's five ten. You did you. You didn't make a public announcement of JT Daniels is cleared yes, <laughs> for that to happen. Did. Like, and, like and the only thing, the only thing that, um. Again, Stetson Bennett didn't really do anything to lose the job for the first couple of weeks, and everybody seems to love him and have this. And that's exactly what I was about to say. And, I, and, and he, he finally showed what he would do in a big game. You can't do this in a big game. You brought J T. Daniels here, a former five star, who, you know, unfortunate what happened at USC, but you didn't bring him here to sit him on the bench and have him transfer after this year, because you know he's going to transfer after this year again. Uh, if they and don't, if if happens, they don't let them, yeah. If they don't let them play, yeah. Yeah. The, the, this I'll, is the perfect time, and then you go to Kentucky next week. Who surprise? Who blew will out surprise Tennessee. you? Will surprise exactly? Will surprise you. But yeah. I mean, get him, get him tip top shape for Florida in a couple weeks. What What I was gonna say is that one. Like I said before, everyone knew Stetson wasn't the guy. He wasn't. To me, he was never the guy who was going to win you the game. Like just like Jake Fromm, 
we had this we had this conversation a million times about Jake Fromm is that he's not going to win you the game, he's not going to lose you the game, but when it comes down to it, you need someone better. You just you need you need a better quarterback. You're you need, not a, you need win a guy the who's going to play for real. unless you have the right guy. Exactly. The most. Look at all of this. Samir White, Kendall Milton is a future star. I mean, James Cook. Can you? You have four stud running backs. George Pickens, Kiaris Jackson, Jermaine Burton looked great. I mean, you have the talent on a, a huge offensive line that and then, can play really well. You have the talent on offense. You need the quarterback. It's the most important position on the field. And then the other thing that I think um, where Georgia mishandled the quarterback situation for this season is if it got to a point where it's too late to put a guy in. And I don't think Kirby was able to feel out and realize, especially after the first half. Stetson, what, he threw two picks in the first half. He threw one. He threw one. Yeah, one in the it first half. Tip. The second one was tipped. Yeah, exactly. The second one was tipped in the second half. He he threw one pick, so Stetson hadn't done enough for you to be and like, okay, that. we'll bench him. But he hasn't done enough that I think you keep him in. And that is what, that's what separates Saban from a lot of other coaches to me. He's willing to. To jump, Spurrier was able yeah. to do that. He's willing. He, he's willing to jump off that cliff and 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 take a huge risk and put out the guy, put put and and make a change that no one's no one's ready for, no one's expecting stuff like that. That halftime was Kirby's time to to make that change. And it once once he came out at half and he and they kind of stalled know. out after know. a few drives and stuff like that. You saw Stetson miss some plays. I disagree it's, with that because because it, to me once. Once it got too if far, Kirby, it was too far. It was too far, and it was too far. It was too far gone fast. You can't throw JT Daniels into a losing situation and say bring us out when he hasn't started all at all all season. See, you don't do it. You don't do it at half. You don't do it at halftime of the biggest game of the year. You don't. You, if you're not going to do it after the Auburn game, okay. If you're not going to do it after the Tennessee game, you got to roll with Stetson Bennett through this Alabama game. You can't ask for JT Daniels to come in. Boom, you're playing Alabama the first week. I know you've been out for a year and a half with your ACL tear, but you're up. And at halftime, I mean, Georgia was moving the ball successfully. They just scored a touchdown with 18 seconds left in the first half. That's not the time to do it. Well, the second this half. Is why the I second say- half. The second. See, the difference between that situation from the national championship game a few years back is that Alabama was awful on offense in the first half. Georgia was moving the ball in the first mm-hmm. half. They were decent. Yeah, they, Georgia, they were doing, they were doing Stetson what they Bennett did. showed what he would do under pressure in the second half. And to me, I don't this want is, that to be the case anymore. This I want, is why it this got is out the of right hand. time. This is the perfect time to bring in JT Daniels. You have a bye week this week. Oh, yeah. We know. Then you yeah. play Kentucky the week after. But this this is why I said it got too late. When it got too late, it was too late fast. Alabama scored one, one of three. They scored three second-half touchdowns, one of them with four minutes left in the third quarter, the second one with 51 seconds left in the third quarter. That's within three minutes. When it got too far, it was too far quick. And, 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 and they realized Stetson can't pass enough for them to – to be able to do this, we we knew what what Alabama's keys would have had to been going into the game. The keys were stop the run, stop stop Zamir right, and and force the game to be on Stetson. While and, they, I, and, they and then I said it. pass rush, but we realized 
you don't need that much of a pass rush to get Stetson off. Stetson will miss throws when he's standing there. He had there. a lot of time. Yeah, and he, he, he will he miss throws when no one at him. Because he can't see side to side. Mm-hmm. The first interception, like I said, Trey McKitty wide open in the flats. Second one, I'm pretty sure James Cook could have walked in for a touchdown. And, and Third that, interception, I don't know where the hell he was throwing I have no ball. idea. I could not tell you where in the when world he, he, he was throwing that when ball. he throws a deep ball, it's like I'm playing ultimate frisbee and they throw it off. And I am waiting. I'm just like sitting there and waiting for it to come straight from it. the ground, so I can like just catch it and, and and clap on it. Yeah. And that's what. And I think Alabama came out in the second half and they they adjusted to the keys of the game that I think everyone knew coming in. Force the game onto Stetson Bennett and create big plays. Here's the thing, though. They didn't. They didn't stop the run. That's what my problem with Todd Monken was. Is they didn't stop the run. Todd Monken stopped well, the run. Well, that's what, and and that's and that's one thing I was gonna say is um, even though in the first half we were not stopping the run and stuff like that. In the second half, coming that first series or two, even Georgia was getting like three, third and two. They're getting four yards mm-hmm. and getting the fr- fresh set of downs. That first, and then series, they go and they. Chuck it deep three times in a row. Uh, well, that first series or two, or actually the first few series, you see, no one scored until the four minutes left in the third quarter. Those first few series, it was a lot of bend don't break on both sides. Right. It was like they could get so far, but then they ended up punting. They could get so far or a turnover or something happened that, that the other person had, had the ball. But whenever, whenever I think that... Alabama showed Todd because to me, Todd Monken going away from the run, like, like ju- I agree with you, makes absolutely no sense, and it and it seems so obviously it, make, a it makes it makes fantastic game. It makes so obviously exactly, and that and that's what makes and that's they what, execute it was that so obviously it makes no sense to me, so much to the point that I think Todd Monken must have seen. Something he must have saw something that that like someone the, changed or 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 what happened that he just. Was like okay, like because like this is this is too much. We we we're not going to be able to keep doing this. And and Georgia I don't is know not a what team it that was can, that can win these track meets. Mm-hmm. Alabama can come in score. Oh, yeah, in, remember we said that going into two. the game. I was, I was like, if it's a track meet, it's Bama's game. And Georgia should have Georgia could have played their own game. They could have run the ball. They could have stayed on the. They were very successful on third down in the first half. I think they were seven of thirteen. What? Was it? George, Alab- on on in the first half, Georgia was so good on third down, and Alabama was so bad on third down that I I literally almost blew a gasket. We every time it hit third down, we were punting. Every time it hit third down, when we were on defense. It could be third and eight, and I did not feel good about it. It was like it was just nothing was stopping. They came out in the second half. They got a lot better on third down. The defense clamped down. To an extent, I, I I do give credit for our defense for shutting a second half shutout, but I I won't. I told you I, I do. I'll give them blame it partly that. on Stetson. I do blame it partly on play calling at the same time. The two things that I wanted to get at the most three. Let's hear it now. I deserve it, dude. When you texted me, who's gonna cover George Pickens? <laughs> And Kiaris Jackson. I was like, I was like, is he really texting me this? And it was so out of nowhere. I was like, I was like, does he know we have Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle? I was like, I was, I was like, is he? Does he realize that the, the two best receivers in college football? 
probably going to be number one and number two off the board for receivers. Maybe in, unless Jamar Chase rises up after the combine or something. Like I was, I was, I was like, dude, like, am I missing something? And then, and then the other thing that you that you said that really, really blew me. And I realized now you were just trying to trigger me is that we were worse than Florida. I was like, there's <laughs> no way he. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty. Uh, Garage band kind of where we're recording just from. shut out. Yeah. yeah, just shut out on us. It told us system overload. But we've been talking for 20 minutes. Yeah, and just we didn't even know. That... And the funny thing is, I saw the icon flashing down here, yeah. and I was, I'm assuming it just is telling me like it's still. Recording. I don't know. Yeah, it's still going that I have the app open. But um, the last thing it came off saying was me talking about how you had said Florida was better than Bama. Yeah, and I was, and I, I triggered you. Yeah, that was that was it that was a triggering Talk. moment. Yeah, exactly. And I, I realized now that that was not something that he had really truly meant. But I'm a I'm a go I'm a pick up to where we left off when we thought we were recording. Yes. I I don't I think. We're talking about Georgia's ceiling. Yeah, exactly. One, Georgia's ceiling is as high as JT Daniels' ceiling is, and 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 as as high as JT Daniels can get them to be, because I don't think Stetson's starting another game. I really don't. I think I JT Daniels right. is going to come out there against Kentucky, and and Stetson's going to be um, a happy story for three weeks. <laughs> so, and, and male male the only mailman I know was Carl Malone. So uh, yeah. I don't I don't think. <laughs> Stetson Bennett's right. not it. So uh, I think that Alabama's defense is ceiling is as high as Pete Golden can get it, which I think no matter what is still not good enough to beat Clemson. And and what I'm saying by that is Georgia and Alabama aren't championship teams this year. I don't see it happening. I think they can become what is, is what I'm seeing right now. No, but I think they have the possibility to to become one, and and teams do get better as season go on. You learn more things about your team of what they can and can't do, and you get more comfortable in in what you're trying to do as a team. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Georgia, they're better than everybody on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Stetson could lead them to a nine and one record. Yep. Georgia, Stetson Florida's could lead offense them to nine is not one. at the level that Alabama's is. Georgia can hold them to. 20 24 points mm-hmm. florida can't georgia can score 30 something it would be a close it's going to be a close game against florida mm-hmm. but you know with like you said it's just high the quarterback is the most important part of the field or position mm-hmm. on the f- offense when you have a guy that can't see over a six foot five <laughs> average sized offensive line Who's only five ten? I wish I could go back. I, I think I actually I can find this stat. He had like, I swear, like at least eight balls bat, batted down. <laughs> just and that's and to, that's just height. I don't even <laughs> I don't even care to be honest with you. It, it was a lot, like, but yeah, they, he's not gonna he's not gonna beat the Alabamas. Obviously, he's not gonna beat the Clemson. Mm-mm. He's not gonna beat the Ohio State this year. And even though Ohio State hasn't played, I still look at them as a favorite. Oh, most definitely. I not. mean, they're, I, I consider them a lock in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I I thank you for not giving me too much crap. I was very nervous about today. Yeah, I, I, I'm. see, it's hard for me because, you know what I'm saying, it's I like to act like I've been there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was, I was about to say the same thing. It's, it's, 
it wasn't I didn't it's not that I fully expected to beat Georgia. Is that I expected us to go out there and and play better than what we did before. Yes. And I knew I knew that last week's performance wasn't what we were gonna see again. So I knew that I, I wasn't as worried as like what you said. I told you a million times. I'm not as scared as you think. I'm 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 scared, but I'm not like oh no, like we're we're actually gonna lose this game. But I had fun last week. It wasn't as much fun this week. I, I've learned. I've said it a couple times. Offense wins championships. Defense does just enough mm-hmm. to win that championship. This isn't the 2016 Denver Broncos where it was Von Miller. Charles Harris, I believe. Yep. Uh, I think Demarcus Ware and on the like defensive line. Like a forty-year-old Peyton Manning. <laughs> and then a, exactly, a Peyton Manning that had, was way were, past his prime. <laughs> had ankle weights on for every single game. Exactly. And right. yeah, like you said, was just along for the ride. You can't do that. This isn't 2011 Alabama or 2011 LSU where the defense was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I can't even name a. I mean, for Bama, I can name a couple guys, but for LSU, I can't name Jordan Jefferson, Zach Mettenberger. That's mm-hmm. all I can yeah. name. Yeah, on offense, exactly. But this is, I mean, this is 2020. It's it's a different era. Offenses get the benefit of the doubt with the calls. You lay a finger on a DB, and it's a, it's a pass interference. interference. You lay a finger on the quarterback. It's roughing the passer along with an ejection for targeting, regardless of if you hit him in the head or not. Exaggeration. Offense is most important, and quarterback is the most important part of the field or position on the field. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not gonna. You're, you're not. Georgia has Georgia has compete. the most talent on defense in the SEC. They have tons of talent on the offense, but if you don't have a quarterback, does it really matter? No, and. And, and and that's the thing, like Georgia. As long as I told you, yeah, like like we said, their their ceiling is as high as as, as J T Daniels can get them. And I if think he that, even gets named can... the starter, because again, Kirby cannot drop the ball exactly. on on this situation. Yeah, I think again, Kirby. I think Kirby will make him the starter because I think he will at least he should know that this is not something he can fumble again. And if there's a time to to figure it out, it's now. You got you got to figure it out right now. You got to figure it out. You got to have a guy who who feels comfortable going into an SEC championship and playing Alabama or, or or going into the playoffs and playing Clemson, Ohio State. You have to have a guy who at least feels comfortable. And I in that first half, I guess Stetson felt comfortable, but it's a four quarter game. In that second half, he didn't look like he he looked lost a lot of times to me. And and Georgia. Regardless, Alabama, I think, got about 600 yards of offense. You know, this is still a top five. Yes, like you said, Georgia got exposed. You can see that Georgia is prone to give up the big play in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yes. They they still, to me, have an elite front seven. They still have. I'm still confident in Tyson Campbell. I'm still confident in Eric Stokes. Richard LeCount still an all-American for future mm-hmm. first rounder, in my opinion. Richard LeCount still had a good game yes, to me. Yes. To me, Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes. Tyreek Stevenson had a rough game. Amazing. Eric Stokes. Yeah. Tyson Campbell played probably. Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell played the worst they've ever played. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I credit Devonte <laughs> Smith for that. I credit Jalen Waddle. 
what was the third receiver's name? John Mechie. John Mechie. I remember, and I texted you that. You were like, you were like, you were like, so what happens? You because I, rem- I don't think I don't remember that part. I, you, rem- I remember. You had said something I remember- like if they get. You said something like if they shut down Waddle or something, and I was, and I was like, I still. Oh no 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 no. Never mind. Yeah, I was talk. I was, we were talking about Georgia's receivers. Yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, even a top five offense. Off the best offense beats the best defense nowadays. Mm-hmm. It showed last year in the SEC championship. They get the benefit of the doubt exactly, and you have to be a. You can. We could have held Bama, if we could have held them to thirty points, mm-hmm. and that would have been good. You take away big plays, I think, and take away the interception. Take take away like two interceptions, and and, and that's one thing. Even though Stetson went eighteen for forty, to me. Two of those picks weren't his fault. No, I said the no. They are his fault. The first one I got disagree. batted down because he's 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 short. He, no, that one. They okay, are his I could fault. say that one's his fault. The second one, I have a really hard time blaming that one on him. The, it hit the receiver directly in the hands. We it, all saw okay, it. If it I, hits I you in the hands, you got to catch the ball or 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 Jermaine or Burton could have like, caught that ball. Exactly, yes, but he was surrounded. Yeah, there was there was someone was on surrounded. him. There was someone he's on him. He's a freshman. Him. He was surrounded. You had, I want to say it was James Cook in the flats, could have walked in. Yeah. Trey McKitty in the flats, 10, 15 yards. Instead, you sit in the pocket for a long time, not even looking his way. And and I told I told you, I think Stetson Bennett doesn't make his own decisions in the pocket. I think whenever he gets those plays, Todd Monken has already designed it as, look at these guys and and and. and these are the ones you want to throw it to this on on this play. I think he has maybe one or two one or two people that he looks at and then that's when Stetson starts to kind of panic when those guys aren't open. And I I think it showed because he doesn't he doesn't go through his progressions and he 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 isn't the greatest decision maker again with that pick. You're 10 10 feet 10 yards from the not even 10 feet from the sideline where you even, can throw it like, off bounds. Did the ball so. slip out of his hands? Because it looked like he was trying to throw it deep, and he threw it I couldn't 10 tell yards. You. I couldn't tell you. It was like <laughs> it was like, it was like a rocket shot out of the air. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it reminded sort of me of died. Matt Ryan's deep balls, except a lot shorter. Yes. <laughs> it's thrown straight into the air and just or Jake a prayer. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. I, I was humbled. Um, I learned, like I said, probably four or five times, but I'll just reiterate best elite offenses beat elite defenses. Offenses win championships in 2020. That's just the age of football right now. Um, do you have anything else to add? Um, sorry, we couldn't get to NFL today. Uh, Let's, Let's just real quick, just say that one thing. Keep it under thirty seconds that you wanted to. Say oh, about one the thing Falcons. I'll say about the Falcons is don't don't get too hype over one win. And no, one win does not mean that Raheem Morris is the leading candidate for the head coaching job. It Still doesn't mean he's enemy. even a candidate for the head coaching job. And in order for Raheem Morris to be the candidate, I think he has to win at least like he has Eight. to go he has to go yeah he has to go at least nine and seven at least. And to me, and realistically, he has to go like. 10 and 6 to 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 be the cuz just last week he was part of the problem. So just don't get too high, don't get too low on Raheem Morris. I think this season is a season that was already past us and we all knew it. So I say just 
sit along for the ride and, and, and see if we can set up for next year. And I'll add the only team that brought me happiness this weekend and the only team I have hope for, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-10 to 10 over the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, basically two pick sixes in a row. One from Jamel yeah, D. Yeah. I mean, the, the, one, one the, pick first, six and one the first quarter, the Packers had the ball 12 of the 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, I, Aaron Rodgers was looking like Aaron Rodgers. And the Bucks thrive on a good blitz. I mean, they blitz a ton. And, 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 and then that's and something Aaron that Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is easily under, a great against the And blitz. it was showing the first two drives. And I don't know what happened, but the Bucks defense... Clamped. They clamped I mean, down. Looked they like the best defense down, in the yeah. NFL. Dude, I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy team, and I, I ten I, carries, fifteen yards. I'm mad. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry. I wanted. I wanted. Aaron to get, Jones and, was and out of his mind. Thing, I, had, I had the Bucks defense on my bench on two of my leagues. Points. On two of my leagues. Points. Twenty points. Yes. Yep. Because I, I faced so the Bucks defense mad. this weekend, and I'm in danger so of mad. losing because of it. See, I, um, you know at. Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones out, yeah. yeah, I is think Ronald looking Jones, like a starter in the NFL. He showed why why Bruce Arians had to come out and tell everyone that Leonard Fournette isn't the auto starter. And, <laughs> whenever and you he's sign looking him. like <laughs> Dirk Cutter just looked like he gave up on Ronald Jones's rookie year, and that's why it looks so bad. Ronald Jones showed improvements 2019. Bruce Arians just stuck with him, mm-hmm. and. Showed belief in him. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady had a great second quarter. I think he was, you know, not great in the second half. But Gronk, he was taken out. Gronk even looks Gronk back. Gronk was a leading receiver. Yeah. Gronk was the leading receiver. I'm not going to call him back. He looks, but he, he has shown, he showed some yeah. flashes. And him being the leading receiver. I'll back down I, on saying he's back because it's been one game. But the yeah, Bucks, he, he the showed Bucks that played, he can get back to what he's been. They played their best game on defense in years. I mean, this has to be dating back to like... Aaron Rodgers was 16 for 35, 160 yards, two interceptions. And was sacked, I think it was five times. Mm-hmm. I think that's wrong. I, I'm pretty right sure there. Aaron Rodgers in his career has like Levante under 10 David. pick sixes. And they almost had two in this game. The Bucks are rated by Pro Football Focus as the number one defense in the NFL. And I mean, it, it showed they, they played their best against the best quarter or third best quarterback in my opinion in the nfl who played out of his mind the first four games hadn't thrown i believe he didn't throw an interception for what was it 167 straight passing attempts and he threw two in a row and you know the bucks offense looks like it's getting better and better every week i i'm 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 just I expected us to lose this weekend, and the Bucks won by 28. So that's going to about do it here on the Let's Get It podcast. It wasn't my favorite podcast to do ever, mm-hmm. but hey, it it was a good show today. Your NFL team's good. I give you that. It is a good they, NFL team. They almost team. had two pick sixes. I looked up the stat before we go. Yep. Aaron Rod- that was Aaron Rodgers' third career pick six. 6,215 passes. That was his third career pick six. Not something that happens a lot. So be proud in your NFL team. I will. <laughs> and I. that's why I'm – hey, I'm wearing my Bucks shirt today. Yeah, you're wearing your dirt. Yeah. And the, we're on prime time for four of the next five weeks. Damn. I mean, hey, yeah. it, it's looking good in, in Tampa, Florida. 
The Rays are in the World Series. The Lightning won the Stanley no, Cup. Yeah, Tampa's lit right now. It it's them not their, just a retirement community. Yeah, I was anymore. about to say them and their fifty year old people. But hey, remember, <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Spotify. For Justin, I'm Chase. This has been Let's Get It. Deuce, deuce.